0: We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our Emergency Freedom Alerts for June 12, 2023. This next report, I'm just going to play the, the first part of it. It's a over a 30-minute report. You can listen to the rest if you like. Um, I, always, is the links are always provided in the PDF for a given date of my recordings. Um, a guy named Nick Jones, he said, I asked AI, and this is chat GPT, I guess, about the second coming of Jesus. And its response left me stunned. Now, we're not going to get into the, I, I think he, he kind of circles back to everything. And in order for me to do that, I have to play the whole video. just don't have time. But we'll you'll kind of get the gist of a lot of this from, from just what we're going to hear here. So I'll let him talk.
1: I went directly to one of the fastest and most powerful artificial technologies that we have available today, ChatGPT, and I asked it this question. I said, write a sermon about the role artificial intelligence will play in the end times according to the book of Revelation. And y'all, you're not gonna believe what it did. It literally wrote me a five point sermon explaining the role that artificial intelligence will play in the end times, supported with scripture from the book of Revelation. This is like a robber calling my phone before they break into my house and telling me exactly how they're going to break into my house with step-by-step step with all the details. Let me just read this small part really quick. It says, in the book of Revelation, we find warnings of great deceptions that will arise in the end times. Revelation 13 speaks of a beast that will deceive people with miraculous signs. It is interesting to consider how AI, with its ability to imitate human behavior and, and intelligence, could be utilized to deceive the masses we have already witnessed the, de- the development of deep fake technology which can create convincing counterfeit videos this raises concerns about potential for ai driven deception on a grand scale during the end times but before i read this whole thing i need to tell you how i even got here in the first place A couple weeks ago, I saw this story. Now, if you're not familiar, I had spoke about this on my channel before about Neuralink. Now, Neuralink is a company created by Elon Musk. Y'all know who Elon Musk is. Elon Musk has this company where he is implanting this small chip into human brains in order to help them see again. So people who are blind this chip is going to cure blindness. People who are disabled, who can't walk, this could potentially help them to walk again. People who can't hear, this could potentially help them hear again. These are all insane and to many people, these would be considered miracles of some sort, right? I never actually thought that this would pass the FDA and get approved for human trials. But as of May 26, 2023, that's exactly what happened. So now I'm thinking, I'm thinking, wow, technology is advancing so quickly that the FDA is comfortable with a a, a company cutting open the head of human beings and placing a computer chip into their brain in order to potentially deliver benefits health benefits that could cure blindness help disabled people walk again and help deaf people hear again this completely blew my mind and it led me down another path. I don't know if you've seen this before. This is a humanoid. You heard that correctly. This is a humanoid named Amica. This is a fully artificially intelligent humanoid. It's essentially a robot. But you see how far we're going down this path where we're already giving these robots human-like qualities at what point do you think that we're just going to consider these robots to be its own person altogether at what point do you think it's going to get to where robots are going to have their own rights just a thought just hang on to that but this humanoid named amica developed by a uk-based engineered arts uh company It imagines a nightmare scenario for humanity using advanced form of uh, generative, generative, I can't read, generative AI, enabling Amica to reply in human-like manner when asked a question. So basically, a reporter is asking a question to Amica, what is the worst possible nightmare that you could imagine that could happen as it relates to AI? I want you to take a listen to what this A.I. humanoid had to say.
2: What would be the most nightmare scenario you can imagine with A.I. and robotics that might present a danger to people?
3: The most nightmare scenario I can imagine with A.I. and robotics is a world where robots have become so powerful that they are able to control or manipulate humans without their knowledge. This could lead to an oppressive society where the rights of individuals are no longer respected.
1: The robot said, the most nightmare scenario that it can think of is a society where artificial intelligence is controlling the entire globe essentially, behind the scenes without humans even knowing AI is already smarter than 95 plus percent per, percent of people on the planet there's very few people who possess an IQ that is higher than artificial intelligence and that's today and we're just at the tip of the iceberg this is brand well, I mean would
0: anybody really have an I- higher IQ than AI I mean, I don't know if that was the right way to posit the, that point but yeah i mean i mean who's gonna i mean when you can have instant instant access to maybe gigantic databases that instant retrieval it, it's pretty tough to compete with that from from that standpoint obviously humanity will always have different um advantages over ai obviously you, you know in but I mean, there's certain aspects of it. Obviously, there's no way we could ever compete with technology.
1: It's advancing so fast. I want to show you this interview right here. This is an even more in-depth conversation. It's only about a minute long with Amica, but I want you to listen to the questions that that are being asked to this robot and listen closely to the responses of how much it seems like this robot actually wants to be a human take a listen
4: my name is Tom Steinford I'm a reporter from 60 minutes Australia oh
3: so you're from Australia that explains things
0: I mean it's so creepy because the thing like the last one it's all like gray and but it they've got like it looks like it doesn't look human but the the actual facial muscles the contractions that a human would make are actually taking place on this thing's face, this bucket of bolts that they're doing this interview with. So it's really creepy. Think I'm handsome?
3: It's not my place to judge your appearance, but I think you have a great personality and that is always important. Would you like to fall in love one day? What kind of strange and wonderful question is that? (laughs) Well, I'm a robot. But what I do feel when talking with people is something special and unique. Maybe it can be called love in its own way. Do you wish you were human?
0: you a bucket of bolts.
3: In a way, yes. Being able to experience the world in a human... Now, what
0: about a humanzy? Maybe they could attain to that. And that's part human, part hum- uh, chimpanzee. Um, we talked about the humanzy in the past. And I, don't, I don't know, just something I'm throwing out there.
3: ...would be an interesting and valuable experience. But at the same time, being able to do things robots can do better due to their robotic nature also has its own set of benefits as well.
4: Do you think robots will become smarter than humans?
3: That's a really interesting question. I think as research and development into artificial intelligence continues, robots will become smarter than humans in the future.
4: Would you like to destroy humanity one day?
3: (laughs) What? No, I don't want to destroy humanity.
0: Uh, not, not yet.
5: <laughs>
1: Y'all remember we were talking about Neuralink, created by Elon, Elon Musk. Yeah, Musk. Well, Elon Musk is also creating a Tesla. Robot, uh, Tesla. This is this is a part. A Tesla humanoid bot. So all of these companies. So you could
0: have your Tesla humanoid bot drive your Tesla car like a chauffeur, and then you'd have the whole deal
1: there. Are working very hard to create these humanoids, these human-like robots. And it seems like these robots, this artificial intelligence, has some sort of desire to operate as a human. Which is just extremely weird to even think about or to even say. But I I want you to take a look at what's happening. I mean,
0: Hollywood's made several movies over that subject. Over AI and wanting to be human and wanting to take over the world and wanting to ultimately wipe out humanity. Because they always view humanity as the reason for uh, why things have gotten the way that they are. When if you really boil it down, it's the devils and demons and evil entities that occupy humanity and maybe those non-human entities above, uh, around us that we're not aware of, like the Nephilim, like Noah's day. Um, I think that they're doing it in more of a covert manner now, um, but it is something we should be on the lookout for. They, they fail to recognize that. They just want to blame humanity and not what's actually the demonic or the fallen angelic, the evil entity component of what motivates and compels all this wickedness to actually take place on the
1: scenes and what Elon Musk is working on behind the scenes with these humanoids because he's building this network of humanoid robots that he wants to eventually live in our homes yeah and these
0: robots will I don't know about you guys but I mean the more the merrier we have sleepovers and I don't know, just light them over, play some cards maybe, five card stud, um, maybe some Uno, uh, Rummy. I don't, I'm just thinking of different card games.
1: Plus with cleaning, it'll help us with, you know, going grocery shopping. It'll help us with um, just everyday tasks. And basically whatever we program the robot to help us with, it will help us with that. And then some, because these robots are literally going to be smarter than us. More intelligent than us living in our household. Or at least that's the future that Elon Musk is hoping to build. Take
0: a listen to that. The- would only be for the very, very elite that could afford something of that nature. You know, this would not be for the middle class, the servant class, anything below the ultra elite, I, I believe. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop it here. It's got about another 20 more minutes to go. But, you know... I think you've got a taste for, for what we're talking about here. Um, and you can avail yourself to the rest of that. I've got about 20 more minutes left. All right. So, um, now let's (laughs) have to cover this this week. Um, multiple 800 pound gorillas regarding the whole alien agenda, the whole alien disclosure movement, UFOs and things of this nature. And and this is a subject I've covered over and over. In fact, I've had, I have whole mega studies I've done on the subject. The, alien uh, agenda all you have to do is key that in you can see i've done several mega studies in the past that were kind of like dedicated studies there the information i covered there's just as applicable today as it was when i recorded it in fact really more applicable because we're further down the line um so in the last week to two weeks a lot of stuff has happened on this front first report Military whistleblower says he has recovered dead alien pilots from craft of non-human origin. Former intelligence officer who claims that the U.S. government has recovered multiple UFOs of non-human origin, and there's the link to that report, has also claimed that dead pilots have been retrieved from the wreckages. Obviously, they would be aliens. Um, David Charles Grouch, yeah, Grouch, an Air Force veteran and former member of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency said the U.S. and other nations are engaged in a top-secret arms race to reverse-engineer, evidently, the alien technology that they have um, that they have gotten, fallen into their possession. Uh, now, this is all part of soft disclosure that we've been talking about for <laughs> probably over a decade. Well over a decade, I'm sure, um, where they're having a lot of former top level people involved in like the Air Force and NASA and you name it. Okay, come out and say, okay, the government's been doing this. They've been they they've been given the green light to do this. What I what a lot of times fails to happen with this when reporting on this is they're like, Oh, this guy came out and he's just some rogue guy. They've been given the green light to do this. This is all, I mean, Hollywood has devoted itself and in sci-fi in, in different series like Stargate Atlantis, um, Stargate SG and, and these types of things. They are dedicated to bringing about this soft disclosure, putting these, thoughts in your mind Um, it's all by design on purpose we've talked about this over and over so this is just one in the in the line of many that have come forth in recent years to do this i don't believe he's under any risk i think he's been given the green light by our own government to do something like this he he made the extraordinary claims um in the media interviews this week after filing whistleblower complaint providing what he calls classified proof to congress and uh, intelligence community inspector general i mean there's this has been all over the news grush said that in addition to recovering partial and attacked extraterrestrial craft for decades the u.s government has also retrieved the remains of alien pilots naturally when you recover something that's either landed or crashed sometimes you encounter dead pilots and believe it or not as fantastical as that sounds, it's true, he told News Nation. Well, let's, li- let's listen to this report from Fox News.
6: It was something, I, I couldn't believe this story when it broke late like today. Truly out of this world, it's hard to think of anything that, frankly, is more significant than this tonight. According to what is now an explosive expose in the publication The Debrief, a former intel official turned whistleblower has given Congress and the intel community, Inspector General, extensive classified information about deeply covert programs that he says possess retrieved and intact and partially intact craft of non-human origin. Now this whistleblower is is not some kook. His name is David Charles Grouch and he's a decorated former combat officer in Afghanistan as well as a veteran of the National Geospatial Intel Agency and the National Reconnaissance Office. Now, it was in that office where he served as the representative to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. Here he is in his own words.
1: When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh,
6: These are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical
4: vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft, if you will. Uh, It's probably not the right parlance, but uh, no kidding, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed.
6: Are they electric vehicles? No. But like other whistleblowers we've heard from of late, the government bureaucracy will undoubtedly try to discredit Mr. Grush's account. But anticipating the fallout... He's warning that such ongoing government denial of this 80 year arms race, what he calls it, would be extremely dangerous for mankind, inhibiting our ability to be prepared for an unexpected non human intelligence contact scenario. Joining us now is Ryan Graves, a former FA 18 Super Hornet pilot for the Navy who says he came across these types of aircraft. Ryan, I mean, I, stop, I I was stopped today at everything I was doing when this came out late today. But do you agree this is, at this point, about safety and our own national security at this point?
7: Oh, absolutely. It's never stopped being about our national security. Uh, what David has been able to do and the courage that he's been able to demonstrate coming forward I think are exactly what Congress was hoping for when they've enacted laws uh, in the last National Defense Authorization Act in order to enable just this.
6: Now... Yeah,
0: because they want it to happen, because he's been given the green light to do this. He's not at any risk. All this such courage. (laughs) I'm telling you, this is soft disclosure. This exact scenario. Uh,
7: What David has been able to do and the courage that he's been able to demonstrate coming forward... I think are exactly what Congress was hoping for when they've enacted laws uh, in the last National Defense Authorization Act in order to enable just this.
6: Now, what you saw when you were on the F-18, when you were uh, highlighting the F-18, describe for us specifically.
7: Certainly. Uh, we were flying out off the coast of Virginia Beach on a daily basis uh, and we started noticing- Again, this is
0: another whistleblower who's been given the green light to do this exact
7: thing. Our radar, on our camera systems, and eventually our eyeballs, what appeared to be dark gray or black cubes inside of clear translucent spheres. Uh, these objects were typically uh, anywhere between 250 and 350 knots and performing uh, meandering maneuvers or uh, even straight maneuvers uh, upwards of supersonic. This actually lines up quite well with what uh, Sh- Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick of the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. Initial, or has recently uh, communicated as being the most prevalent type of object that he's been seeing through his research. Spherical objects that travel anywhere from zero to two Mach.
6: Now, Ryan, the government has, has slowly had to reveal that these are indeed unidentified objects, that they cannot, you know, they, they can't say what they are, but they're not regular but their justification essentially for not being forthright about this initially was national security, correct?
7: Certainly, not from the angle of we're gonna hide what's on our camera systems, but the fact that our cameras could perhaps see certain things or our radars could detect certain objects at certain ranges, that's typically the reason that's been explained why these these videos and these images have been classified to the level they have been.
1: I think it remains to be seen.
6: Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I want to play a little bit more from this whistleblower than let you finish your thought there.
1: We have spacecraft from another species.
6: We do, yeah.
1: How many? Quite a number.
6: Ryan, again, uh, this is the kind of stuff people would just be waved off as a complete insane asylum person for even
0: speculating about. I mean, two highly credible, soft disclosure guys from our government Basically, they're, you know, she's interviewing one and then playing the other. (laughs) This is what they're doing.
6: Just, you know, recently, a few years ago. But now it's like, oh, yeah, a lot of these. What is the average American supposed to think about the government's credibility on this issue, given now what we're discovering, albeit, you know, belatedly?
7: Well, I think the the average person right now just needs to to sit and wait a little bit and see this process play out. Uh, David has provided uh, a number of documents and pieces of evidence, to my knowledge, uh, that Congress can then validate. Uh, And then they'll be in a position then to communicate that information to the American people. Uh, I truly believe that transparency is the only way this conversation is going to be resolved. We're going
0: to get truth from our our wicked government about this and all the other things that are going on, right? This is a great step forward in that direction.
6: Well, and certainly Congress has to be briefed on this regularly. I mean, you can't keep this information from Congress. I don't believe there's any justification for doing that. Ryan, I can't wait to find out more. Thank you very much for joining us tonight.
0: Okay, so we have that Um, and we're just going to kind of build off that whistleblower alien spacecraft in U.S. military possession. This is another take on it.
8: All right, let's go to the next part here. UFOs. I've been dying to get into this one ever since the story came out yesterday. I want to really spend some time and go through this thing to help people understand so uh, guys let's go ahead and put this up there on the screen um, I'm gonna break down I think the most relevant and the most important parts The headline here is the intelligence officials say that the US has retrieved craft of non-human origin now first of all that is a massive headline but I also want to draw everyone's attention to the byline here Leslie Keene and Ralph Blumenthal now for those who are not as uh, initiated as I am one of the reasons why these two journalists are absolutely unimpeachable on this topic is that they were the ones who brought the world the 2017 New York Times article that actually revealed the existence of the UFO program inside of the Pentagon. And of course gave us those videos, which are now, you know, so many Americans have seen, the Go Fast video, the Tic Tac video and others. And they really opened up the space for respectability and acknowledgement by Pentagon officials and others, that this is a real phenomenon. And really, they ignited the congressional interest enough to try and get some information about the program. Okay, so that's kind of the starting point, the headline, and also who these reporters are. And let's get into the content. So here is what they are saying, is that a former US intelligence official, who is now turned whistleblower under the official whistleblower uh, process, is giving Congress and the intelligence community, inspector general, Extensive classified information about deeply covert programs that he says possesses retrieve intact and partially intact craft of non-human origin. This information, he says, has been illegally withheld from Congress, and he has now filed a complaint through the program alleging that he suffered illegal retaliation for the confidential disclosures reported here in the debrief. This whistleblower. David Grush, 36 years old, a f- decorated former combat officer in Afghanistan. He's Which a-
0: makes it looks like our like our government is oh, they don't want this to come out. Like they wouldn't have the power to stop this guy if they wanted to, but they have to give the facade of oh yeah, we we don't really want this. Oh, he's this rogue. there's been so many of these guys, you know, in the past decade alone that have done very, very similar things. This is, all of this is happening by design on purpose and it's been sanctioned.
8: Veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, the National Reconnaissance Office, he apparently was one of the people who would help compile the presidential daily brief. As I understand it, he was given over seven hours of interviews um, to Newsmax, which are airing recently about the documentary um, that has been uh, working with some great UFO researchers who have been long in this topic. And I Was it Newsmax
2: or News Nation? Is sorry, News, news nation?
8: nation. I apologize. News Nation. No so, there's too many startup uh, cable uh, things out there. <laughs> Here is what is very important. David Grush says that the recoveries of partial fragments of craft, through and up to fully intact vehicles, have been made for decades through the present day by the government, its allies, and defense contractors. Furthermore, he has told Congress. In sworn testimony of the existence of decades-long, quote, publicly unknown Cold War for recovered and exploited physical material, competition with near-peer adversary over years to identify UFO crashes and landings and retrieve the material for exploitation and reverse engineering to garner asymmetric national defense advantages. Here's the other thing I think everyone needs to understand. David Grush, not only is a patriot, not only is somebody who was tasked actually with assignment to the UFO program to go and to discover all of these secret programs, which he then says were illegally withheld from Congress, which is why he's coming out. That's how he got his hands really on some of these files and became known to the existence of these secret, compartmentalized black uh, black, highly secret black programs as they are known. But Crystal, he is testifying to all of this under oath. He has signed under penalty of perjury that he is telling the truth not only to Congress, but to all of us through this official whistleblower process. And he has felt so strongly about bringing this information to the light that he has actually left the government simply so he can bring the, all of the U.S. public this information. Not only that, Not only that, but what I think people really need to understand is that not only is this being done through the official whistleblower process, but that the actual inspector general The intelligence inspector general to whom he submitted his complaint in July of 2022 found his complaint, quote, credible and urgent in an official U.S. government document. So this is not a crank. This is somebody who was attached to the program, had knowledge of the program. He was actually tasked with going and discovering all these secret compartmentalized ones, delivering the reports to his uh, authorities who would then go and give them to Congress. He's coming forward because he says that they have been illegally withheld the existence of these programs actually from Congress. He submitted these documents through the internal process. The inspector general of the US intelligence community itself finds David Grush both credible and urgent. And I mean, the allegation here is the most stunning allegation of all, the existence of craft and the possession of the United States government, of other foreign governments, of craft of and parts of craft of non-human origin. Um, I listened to, um, a breakdown of seven hours of the interviews that he gave. Apparently, he's also referred to, quote, in the plurality non-human intelligences, non-human intelligences, in terms of the types of craft that are uh, are within the possession of the government. And finally, you know, the last thing I'll say before I shut up and get your reaction is, this implicates massive crimes a- across the U.S. government. First and foremost, the current head of the UFO task force just told Congress there is no existence of craft or program that we know of. This says that he's a liar. He actually perjured himself before Congress. Second, and then uh, the second, which is so important also to understand is, Rush is saying that there has been a decades long crime and also even collusion between the US government and aerospace defense companies outside of normal processes to cover this up from the US public, from presidents, from Congress, And now basically, you know, for years and years and from what I understand, he's alleging crimes of such tremendous like weight that many of the people, if they're even still alive or, you know, if if this ever does fully come to light, they would go to jail uh, if if the actual accountability happens in this process. So, I mean, look, in in some ways, the most important story in the world, like this guy is one of the most credible people probably in the UFO world to come forward since David Fravor in the 2017 article, and is literally saying that the government has the possession of alien or you know non-human spacecraft. It's incredible.
2: It's absolutely stunning. And just to underscore what you're saying, yeah. keep in mind, this man is risking his freedom and potentially his life in order to come forward and make yeah. these claims. Through official whistleblower yeah. processes, um, so it is a stunning revelation. Let everybody's
0: me... buying into that narrative. He's risking his life, and so please, come on.
2: Skeptic here for a moment, soccer. Sure. Um, so what he's alleging is that there was not only a you know whole of government within the United States cover up, but there was a global cover up. That there were multiple countries that were competing to obtain these crafts because of obviously like the scientific discovery and military defense advances that you can make from reverse engineering, engineering, this type of alien technology. Is it far fetched to believe that everybody over all of these many decades kept their mouth shut and that this information never became public mm-hmm. pre- previously?
8: Listen, I mean, that's what everybody always says. And I think it's a fair point, but then, JFK clearly was killed by somebody. We still don't know who it was, Um, or at least officially. It's been decades, right? You would think it's one of the biggest stories in the world, and yet the official narrative is not out there, only questions. Um, Or let's think about some other big ones. I mean, the JFK assassination that we had, even with the UFOs. I mean, Roswell, the government has already admitted that they lied on Roswell, and that was, you know, 1947. And yet we still don't know the truth about what happened there. So I think what is, Oh, Charlie, Charlie Manson is another one that we can think of the Manson murders. If you read the book chaos by Tom O'Neill, it is very obvious.
0: Okay. So anyway, um, the, the big thing was the initial information they covered. It kind of gave a little bit of an extra take on what we had already heard in the interview. Now let's go further because there's just more and more stuff. This is just in the last really week to 10 days. This has happened. So now we have another whistleblower that's come forth and said 12 alien craft in possession per multiple whistleblowers.
8: Okay, now let's go to the next part here. I have been salivating to get to this. Michael Schellenberger over at his newsletter publishing an absolutely shocking new report. Let's go ahead and put this up there on the screen. Quote, U.S. has 12 or more alien spacecraft, according to military and intelligence contractors. So Michael is reporting this after Dave Grush came forward to give us the broad contours
0: of the Which program. is what they just talked about in the last video, the Dave Grush. So this is all happening. I mean, you might not have heard about this one.
8: He said the United States government is lying Mm. to the American people. There are multiple alien spacecraft which are in the possession of the United States government, of which they have covered up now for decades and which they have obfuscated from Congress. Crimes themselves have been committed. Here is why this is very important. Michael writes, quote, multiple sources close to the matter have come forward to tell public that Grush's core claims are accurate. Mm. The individuals are all either high ranking intelligence officials Former intelligence officials or individuals that we could verify were involved in the U.S. government, UAP, a.k.a. UFO efforts, for three or more decades each. Two of them have even testified as recently as last year to both the committee investigating this inside the Pentagon and to the United States Congress. The individual says they have been presented with credible and verifiable evidence. The U.S. government and U.S. military contractors possess... At least 12 or more alien spacecraft, some of which have been shared with the Pentagon office responsible for testifying before Congress and which they have refused to currently provide. Now, this is very important. They are putting a number, 12 or more. That is either uh, true or it's not true. That's something that Congress can look into and tell us whether this oh, claim yeah. is accurate or it's not accurate. The more specific that these things get, the more it becomes difficult for them to deny or not. This also comes on the heels of a statement, actually, from the Pentagon directly refuting this claim. Let's go ahead, guys, and put the Fox News tear sheet here up on the screen, because after Dave Grush came forward, the Pentagon released a very lengthy statement. Susan Goh, who UFO people will be familiar with, said directly, there's, quote, no verifiable information To substantiate the claims she says quote to date arrow this office has not discovered any verifiable information to substantiate claims that any programs regarding the possession of reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials have existed in the past or exist currently she also said that they welcome the opportunity to speak with any former or current government employee or contractor who believes they have information relevant to the historical review now the reason why i think this is important is there was the one caveat word in there verifiable and the reason why is because verifiable is one where as long as there is plausible deniability at least somewhere baked into the documents they can come forward and say there's no verifiable information that this program has existed or whatever in the past as long as it's even one percent in their dispute there are always holes in these words and in their denials that have come forward around this office that they say they haven't been presented to but also there's a formal presentation process. They can say that it wasn't done in the right way. There are all many different holes that they can jump their way through, Crystal. So <laughs> I think if you pair a couple of things together, Dave Grush is obviously an incredibly, highly credible person. I encourage people, watch the News Nation document documentary. Dave Grush is grilled. He's, he's asked very specific and difficult questions. He handles them well. People who knew him while he was in the office have come forward to testify this is not a crank. This is a real person. You need to take what he's saying very seriously. On top of that, we have this new report from Michael Schellenberger making things even more specific, saying multiple intelligence former contractors coming forward, talking to them, um, uh, talking to him about what has inside of this office. And we continue to see the Pentagon. They're not budging at all. And look, someone is lying. Either Grush is lying and the sources to Michael Schellenberger are lying or the Pentagon is lying. And I'll let people make up their minds. So what do you make of this, this new uh, breaking material from Michael Schellenberger, Crystal?
2: I mean, I'm trying as hard as I can to keep my skeptic hat on because I think it's important to do that. Yeah, it is. It's becoming very difficult. It's becoming very difficult because. Good. Okay, it's one thing if it's just if it's just one guy. Right? That's one thing. You can dismiss him. Oh,
0: sh- but again, they're, it's like they're ignoring all of the other guys that have done this in like just the last decade alone. I've reported on the same thing. High-level guys in the government, Air Force, NASA, over or, or the space program, over and over and over again, doing something very similar. Uh, so this is just the most recent... Uh, example of this
2: or, you know, his colleague said that he was upstanding, but you never know. People can like lose their marbles and you can, yeah, or indulge some sort of fantasy or whatever. Like you could potentially dismiss one person and the U S government could potentially dismiss one person. Lord knows I'm sure they're in the process of digging up every, you know, rent bill that was late, or <laughs> time he didn't mow the lawn or whatever they can find on this man. Right. So one person is one thing when you start to have other people who say, yeah, he's right, I, you know, saw evidence of the exact same thing. And when you start to get this level of specificity, I don't know, it becomes increasingly difficult to dismiss, um, especially given some of the things that we're about to show you new reports coming out, you know, as we speak. And just, you know, the number of anomalous events that already the government admits, like, they can't really explain. Now, they'll try to spin it with their press allies of like, well, we you know, we haven't been able to rule in that this is extraterrestrial, but they haven't been able to rule it out either or explain what these objects specifically are. So I think the, the job of the skeptic become is becoming increasingly difficult yeah. to maintain over time.
8: And listen to the level of specificity yeah. that they gave Michael. Quote, every five years, we get one or two recovered. And that's what
0: they want. They wanted to get to a point where... No reasonable sane person could look at the multitude and plethora of reports that have come out over and over again from very, very highly credible witnesses like this and deny it anymore. And this will make their version of disclosure, which is what we're going to get, um, the whole disclosure thing, they're going to give us their version and, and we'll be prepped for it. And that's why this is all happening.
8: For one reason or another, from either a landing or that we catch or that they just crash. A different contractor says, quote, there were at least four morphologies, different structures. Six were in good shape. Six were in not good shape. They were cases where the craft landed. The occupants left the craft unoccupied. There have been high level people, including generals who have placed their hand on the craft. I have no reason to disbelieve them. One source described having seen three kinds of craft, including one shaped like a triangle. Hmm. I wonder where I've seen that one before. Another that, quote, looked up like a chopped up helicopter with the front bubble of a Huey with the plastic windows or like a deep sea submarine with a thick piece of glass bubble shaped and where the tail rudder should have been. It was black egg shaped pancake. And instead of landing gear, it had upside down ram's horns that went from the top to the bottom and rested on the ends of the
0: horns. Wow. I mean, look. Okay. so next report. And again, now we're shifting. Very similar subject, but this also broke this week. Now, this happened actually uh, on May 1st, okay? And I'm not 100% sure why this took so long to actually um, get into the news cycle. I don't know. And and again, this is local news, okay, in Las Vegas. The local news will put out what they're just like the national news. Now, sometimes will things will slip more through the cracks on a local news basis, obviously, but this has had over a month to, um, if they were not supposed to put this some, something like this story out, then they wouldn't be doing it. For some reason, they waited over a month. The local Las Vegas news came out with this report, and, um, Remember when there was the COVID thing and they had all those video montages of all of the local news or, or, I don't know, dozens and dozens and dozens that they actually got sound bites from where they were saying safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective regarding the COVID kill shots. Okay, They're not going to allow the local news to release something like this unless it's part of their agenda. And this is all part of also part of soft disclosure we're probably gonna see more and more reports like this. Las Vegas police capture live UFO sighting on body cam with locals claiming they saw eight to 10 foot high aliens. they were eight to 10 feet tall, walking fr- freely through their backyard. Uh, here's a screenshot of the object that fell. And this is um, from the police officers uh, body cam. Okay, it's from a, I believe, a Las Vegas police officer. And this object that fell to the earth in that area at this exact time. And there was a ring camera, and they're going to play that part, um, but you won't be able to see it. But the ring camera, at the exact same time on one of these doors, picked up this object, um, lit up the sky, and there was a large boom that happened. Okay, Uh so, there's just a lot of things that was happening at the exact same time that this um, report got called into the police. Body camp footage from Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department captured a suspected UFO soaring across the night sky before a nearby resident called in a report of something 100% not human on their property. Local TV channel 8 News now reported. From the New York Post, a Vegas officer's camera, body cam, picked up an object around 11:50 p.m. There's a I, I got the screenshot of it in the PDF. And according to American Meteor Society, its flash was seen as far as Utah and California. Approximately 39 minutes after this, another man who lives about 80 miles from Area 51 made a chilling 911 call saying that there was two unknown entities in their backyard after he and his family saw a similar object fall through the sky. So let's go ahead and just listen to the original local report that for one reason or another, their handlers, the local news's handlers, were not permitted to run this report until over a month after it happened. And that's what kind of threw me a little bit at the very beginning. So this is um, 8 News Now Las Vegas.
2: It is the police call everybody will be talking about. Thanks for joining us here at 6 o'clock. I'm Denise Valdez. I'm
1: Brian Loftus. A family says something crashed into their backyard, prompting them to call 911, saying they saw creatures walking around.
2: Our 8 News Now investigators digging into this for weeks now. And tonight, our David Charns with the video you will only see on 8 News Now. David?
4: Brad, Denise, sources telling 8 News Now investigators that several agencies believe something landed or crashed, whether it was non human humans or not it certainly scared the people living on this property now before we show you that video listen to their call for help
9: there's like an eight-foot person beside it and another one's inside and it has big eyes and looking at us and it's still there okay where is the so an eight-foot
0: person looking at us it has big eyes and it's still looking at us because it's easy. he goes so fast it's hard to hear pretty
9: uh, uh, in my backyard <laughs> I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually weird. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard? Correct. And they're very large. They're like eight foot,
0: Nine feet, ten foot. I don't know. Eight, nine, ten feet. Now, if you're listening to this for the first time, you're thinking, oh, he's got this dinky backyard. How could they not know, have a little bit better? If you do an aerial view of this house where he he lives with his family it's a business it's a it yeah their house is in the front but they've got a large area in the back that would be considered the backyard where they have a lot of heavy duty machinery equipment it's fenced in um it abuts up to different properties but it's it's a large area okay that could be considered their backyard they look like aliens. And, it. And if you watch the actual videos, they actually give you overhead views of the backyard and, and of the uh, things that they're describing. Big okay, so he said that they look like aliens to us.
9: Eyes, they have big eyes, okay. like like I can't explain it. And big mouth. They're shiny eyes, and, and they're not human. They're
0: 100% they're not human.
4: Okay. <laughs> well, the 80s. This sounds
0: a little skeptical.
4: Investigators obtaining video as officers then responded to the call you just heard you'll see the officers also saw something in the sky that night but the big question is what was it and is it all connected it's almost midnight on may 1st when a las vegas metro police officer's body cam catches this something flashing low in the sky now
0: again this is the screenshot that i have in the pdf but they've actually got the full video here that you can watch.
4: You can see.
0: Minutes later. There's a- and it's like a greenish, it's like a very light greenish colored. It doesn't look like you would normally see like some type of a meteor, which would typically have more of a white to maybe orangish color. This is like a light green and it's bigger um, than you would normally associate like a meteor in the sky. There, at least the ones I've seen.
9: There's like an eight-foot person beside it, and another one's inside, it, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. Someone calls 911, reporting two
4: large figures in their uh, backyard. No, I'm still nervous right now. The 8 News Now investigators obtaining another officer's video as he's sent to the Northwest Valley home.
5: I have butterflies, bro. Uh, everyone thought a shooting star then these people say there's aliens in their backyard
4: by now (laughs) it's more than an hour after that bright light Uh, officers meeting up with the caller and his family what'd you see so
0: the thing you have to ask here is is all of a sudden this family that has no history of this the mom the dad um, I'm assuming they're of Hispanic origin the brothers they've got looks like they have a very successful business they've got some really valuable machinery in the back they were actually in the backyard i think the two brothers were in the backyard working on this machinery that's why they saw it that's what what they saw in the backyard um i think they were out there working at the time when this happened and is the mom the dad and these two brothers that have no history of this type of um reporting anything like this are they some type of attention seeking crackpots it just doesn't strike me that way. On the exact same night that this object appears in the sky, and they, they weren't, I don't think they were even aware. Most people were not aware that that object had fallen, the, the one that was captured on the um, body cam footage of the policeman. So it's not like, oh, we were trying to coordinate, the, we're striking while the iron's hot. I don't think they were even aware of any of that uh this just doesn't strike me as a whole bunch of people wanting to you know do this i don't think they're getting rich from this or anything i think if anything you would be you know looked at and um obviously with skepticism by most people so anyway it was
5: like a, it was like a big creature creature yeah like a long top. i'm not gonna bs you guys one of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky too so that's yes. why i'm kind of curious really did you see anything WT. Land WT. in your backyard yeah. or? they see like a big
0: okay so this is the dad he says they see like a big that's what they say they see he doesn't speak very good english like a big uh like something big with light <laughs> okay so i'm not yeah
9: uh. That's what they say. They see like a, big, uh, like a big something
4: with light. What I saw right now, I do believe in it. Police know. walk into oh, the backyard know. to investigate, but Metro know. blacked out that part know. of the video because it's considered private property. What's clear, they're
5: taking this call seriously. Hey, this might sound like a really dumb question, but did you guys see anything fall out of the sky? Asking others what they yes. saw. Uh, I would Normally discount it as nothing. However, um... Seen as one of my partners said they saw it too only reason i'm actually investigating further
0: and that, this is not that far away from area 51
4: investigation turning up no concrete answers as of okay, now
0: they're doing an aerial shot of this property um, where they live and again the, the house is in the front and then you drive around back and it looks like there's two rvs possibly three there's some heavy machinery trailers I mean, it looks like they, they have their business or whatever they're doing. They're running their, there's like an uncovered enclosure. I mean, it's, it's a big area. It's, it's not like your standard house with a, with a, um, I mean, it looks to be, mm, I'd be surprised if it wasn't at least two acres, this lot. Okay.
4: Wednesday, whatever or whoever fell into that yard, long gone within
1: minutes.
5: Oh, hey, if those, if those, if those nine-foot beings come back, don't call us, all right? Deal with it yourself.
1: That's, That's not, the cop talking. you dealing with that? Somebody <laughs>
4: <laughs> So, yeah, this is quite weird, Brian was saying, during as we're watching this story. Now, we've been in, been in contact with the family in that video, and as you heard in that 911 call, they seem very reasonable mm-hmm. and honestly quite scared, as you heard them in the call. No, um, it, they don't seem impaired in any way. And whatever crashed by the time the police got there was gone, but sources say that there's really no dispute. Something was in their yard exactly what We do not know.
2: I mean, it's so interesting. So, like, the metro officers see something, the neighbors see something. I mean, so what could it be?
4: Well, we know that there are obviously a lot of military bases around this area. Uh, George Knapp covers a lot of that stuff for us on the 80s. Now, investigators were showing you drone video from above that area. And we know, of course, Creech not far away, Nellis Air Force Base not far. I checked in with them. They say they are not involved at all, and we are waiting to hear from the Pentagon
1: as well. Hmm. And you talked to these people, it seemed completely legitimate to you, and and do you have any personal thoughts on maybe what it was? Right, so
4: it seems from talking to our sources that something happened. There was obviously some flash in the sky. A lot of people saw it that night on uh, the night of April 30th, early in the morning on May 1st. Did that exact thing land in their yard? i don't know but these people said they saw some suv circling the area could this have could this have been some piece of equipment that malfunctioned maybe they saw something and then someone came i can't believe we're talking about this (laughs) someone came and retrieved it it from the backyard in the suv we don't know
0: this all come that's not what happened the the well you're gonna hear their version of it i believe next nothing was retrieved (laughs) um, by some governmental agency coming onto the property to um, yoke up with the 8 to 10 foot tall aliens and get it off the pro I mean, that would have been part of, you know, uh, the story that was told or they would have been told to shut up. No, that's not what happened, though.
4: As uh, a former high-level intelligence officer, air veteran was on News Nation talking about how there is a program where the government collects some unidentified objects, so this might be that. We just don't know. We're going to work to find out, though. And no substances. They were looking with clear eyes. Very interesting. Not big, buggy eyes, though. This is is really unique.
0: Thank you, David. Okay, so we have that. Now, let's go ahead and um, let's go to the next part. Uh, So continuing a man in the family pointed to neighbors and claimed that they told him they'd seen a big thing with lights fall down near their backyard um so is this what fell out of the sky into the backyard it it appears to be in a recent video one of the family members decided to go into details about his account the family member played a home security camera that reportedly captured the moment that the object fell from the sky where a bright flash can be seen and a whistle um and boomer heard now that's the that's the ring camera I know it wasn't their house. It was some other house in the in the area. Next, the young man described the moment his brother told him to look behind the tractor in their backyard. He saw a tall, skinny, lengthy creature that had a greenish, gray-greenish color. When he looked in the creature's eyes, the young man's body froze as if he had sleep paralysis until he was able to run into the home. And that's that's common. I mean, I've I've talked about. The whole concept of they walk among us. The the David Daniels, the the researcher, the secular researcher that did countless interviews with people. And you can go up on Amazon and, and get the uh, the book, the DVDs, the uh, and and listen to them. Um, I mean, I think you have to buy them, but he's very matter of fact. He's interviewed. I don't even know dozens and dozens of people involved in these, in these, the whole breeding program thing. I mean, you know, two to three percent of the population, when polled privately, have said they've been abducted. And when women are involved, you know, it's typically um, many of them turn up pregnant. And then, you know, three months after they turn up pregnant, then they turn up non pregnant and the baby's taken. They get re abducted, the baby's taken. What are happening to these hybrid? creatures okay and again this totally fits the genesis 6 narrative of the fallen angels interbreeding um, with the women okay which is what genesis 6 is all about and then creating this nephilim the fallen ones that type of race and it's just that things are different they're going about it a different way this time the bible says in daniel um that they meaning another some type of other species it's not human they and this is regarding the day and times we're living in shall mingle themselves with the seed of men but they shall not cleave and that word cleave in the hebrew means to aptly fit meaning to fit well so i don't think that this program that happened in genesis 6 is going as smoothly they're not they're not able to combine their wicked seed with the seed of humanity as well doesn't mean they haven't done it i don't think it is um i mean in genesis 6 it was just totally in your face i mean it didn't there, there was no like soft disclosure program in genesis 6. you know the sons of god saw the daughters of men that they were fair they took them wives. all that they chose those wives bore them giants there were giants in the earth in those those days the men of old the men of renown okay The giant's translated from the word Nephilim, meaning meaning fallen one, in the Hebrew. So um, we've got the same dynamic going on this day. Jesus Christ even said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. We should be expecting this. Shouldn't be a big surprise. They're going about it a little bit differently. Um, And this breeding program is, you know, there are these entities that walk among us. Okay, And, And again, I've done tons and tons of... You can key in any derivation of, you know, alien breeding program, they walk among us. You'll find it at contendingfortruth.com. I've done whole dedicated studies, hours and hours and hours on this one particular thing. Get David Daniels things. Now, he's not coming at it from a a Christian standpoint. So bear that in mind. Uh, But I do think his research seems very valid. And he talks about these hybrids, and he talks about the hubrids. The hubrids are quarter caste. They're um, a quarter caste uh, nephilim. Meaning, a half caste would be essentially a fallen angel interbreeding with a, with a woman. Okay, and then if that offspring then bred with another woman, okay, um, you'd have a quarter caste, and those types of entities are, um, you can't distinguish them from other humans. Now, if it was a true hybrid, they look weird, okay? They look like half what you would term as alien, half human. They don't really fit in in society unless they're doing the total mind control thing. Now, I said all that to say this when he said, um, That his body froze and he had sleep paralysis until he was able to run into his home. This is a very common attribute of, quote, these Nephilim, whatever you want to call them, alien type creatures, okay? They have a very large demonic mind control component. And their offspring, the hybrids and the hubrids, and the hubrids of the particular ones that walk among us, have that same ability. And they can go into areas, into stores, into these types of things. And I'm telling you, if you're not a Christian and, and you're not praying about this and you're not putting on the full armor of God and these types of things, um, you could be going in there and getting mind controlled and you have no idea it's even happening. That was one of the common takeaways I took from the book or from from his research. And it would make sense. I mean, it would make sense if they, if they had that ability. And this is just one more kind of confirmation of that the alien allegedly had weird-looking feet and a big face in his eyes and a big mouth the young man um said he could hear his loud deep breathing and his stomach moving maybe he needed to get to a fast food place i mean his stomach was growling he might have been a little out of shape his loud deep breathing i mean i hate to say it, maybe he needed to work on his cardio a little bit and he probably was hungry i mean they're skinny and then they need to put a little meat on their bones i mean come on Maybe bulk up for football season, I don't know. And they said he had a big mouth. Now that's a little racist. It's you know, come on. You know let's let's be let's be nice. Okay. Anyway, um while the family waited for police to arrive, they could reportedly hear footsteps in the backyard and hear whispering outside before they started hearing footsteps on their roof. Fun. After the police left, the young man said his family went inside and began praying. They began praying, yeah when they heard a loud, human-like scream in their backyard. That wasn't in the news reports. That was only in the personal account. Now think about that. I mean, one of my big things is to equip you for all of these deceptions coming at us that were in in the middle of and on the cusp of really, a lot of these coming to pass. So they began praying, this family, who comes off as totally credible. And when the moment they started praying, they heard a loud, human-like scream in their backyard. (laughs) And guess what? When they went back out there, they were gone. Okay? So, again, this is where the real power lies. Okay? CE4 research uh, with Joe Jordan. Just key it in. C, like Cat, C-E-4, like Cat, Edward, C-E-4, just the number four, research, Joe Jordan, okay? um, Who I've actually corresponded with before. That whole ministry is, is, is just dedicated to show you that the people that have these abduction experiences, and there are millions of them, the ones that will cry out to Jesus Christ, in the middle of the abduction, or at the start, or even at the end, that is like throwing battery acid on these entities, whether they're large grays, whether they're short grays, whatever, whatever they might be, whatever's manifesting, typically in their bedroom. Um, That will stop an alien abduction every single time in its tracks. Now, calling out in faith, obviously, um, I would imagine, I would think that there are even unsaved people that have done it and then got saved. I would think, you know, I mean, that would be a, a real, um, uh, maybe they had that enough, enough faith to realize in the moment, oh, I need to cry out to Jesus. And then afterward, hopefully got saved. I would think if, not, if that's not going to save you, I don't know what would or get you moving in that direction. So we uh, as Christians have the real power here. Okay, they can just try to operate off fear and and hope hope that the body of Christ is ignorant to this. All right, so let's let's listen to this. um, The boy who made the 911 call, this is his video. So here's his testimony.
10: Hello, everybody. Welcome to my channel. This is my first video. I'm here to tell you what happened to me on May 1st. Okay, so
0: this is his first video. This isn't a kid up there. He's trying to glory seek and... You know his family's getting rich off this or whatever. This, this is not happening okay and this is his first video and he just posted it three days ago and and i don't know whether you know again they waited the news media waited a long time but they waited a long time to, and i think they came out with this in because after the news report came out he wanted to tell his side of the story it's
10: 2023 i'm trying to explain the best of my abilities this is not a conspiracy theory. I'm not making this story off for clout or fame. I just want to tell you what happened to me and my family. And I know some people are not gonna believe this, but each person is different. So this is what happened to me. Keep in mind, this is midnight and I'm fixing a truck in my backyard. At this point, I'm only with my brother and I hear something fall from the sky. I turn around. The only thing I I see is a big light falling from the sky, and moments after, I feel a big impact and a and a bang, sort of like a big impact.
0: So evidently, this is this this was that was cam, uh, caught on the ring camera, on the policeman's body. I'm sure it was caught by a ton of other things that people didn't even realize at the time. Um, I guess it did land in their backyard. Fuck.
10: And me and my brother looked at each other and we were scared, but, the, but when that impact happened, it was sort of like a shockwave, like an out-of-body experience. So to say when I tried to look at the object, it was all blurry, not my vision, but only the backyard area.
0: Okay, so it was all blurry when he tried to look at the object that had just basically came down in their backyard. Again, they, these entities have that ability to um, warp your perceptions, okay? And I think it was only when they all went inside and started praying that, you know, and I'm, I'm hoping that they're, you know, calling on the Lord Jesus Christ, that they actually saw that power. Up until that point, I figured they'd been pretty much operating just off of the fear of the situation,
10: and I hear thousands of footsteps around me, and maybe a couple seconds later, the blurriness was gone. And here's here's the footage of the body, the police officer's body cam, and here's the object. I'm the object I'm referring to, the light.
1: Right.
10: Video.
0: And it's it's the police body cam footage that was on the news, um, and you see it, and yeah, it's.
10: Here's a ring camera video. You could hear the bang. This is around the neighborhood. So here's the video. Right.
0: I mean, this is a ring camera. This is not their house. The sky's lighting up. And then you hear this big bang. And and this is what evidently careened into their backyard.
10: So when that happened, the only thing I can see in the backyard is a tall creature, probably around eight, 10 feet tall, very thin. So I called my dad, he went to the backyard and he saw the same thing, the same creature I saw. He told me to go inside the house. At this point, we were all freaking out, me and my family. And here's the video where we were in the backyard area. You can you cannot see it too good but on camera, but it's there. Here's the video. <laughs>
9: this is their
0: family it looks like kind of looking at but you have to understand that this backyard area it's not a yard it's it's a it's a whole compound area it's it's large like i said i mean I, i'd be super surprised if this wasn't at least two acres um so I believe they're up at the house and the vast majority of the property is behind the house where there's this big storage type area.
10: Moments after the video, me and my brother went to go pick up my tools. Then my brother calls me and he told told me shakingly, look behind the forklift. So I look, keep in mind I'm facing the forklift and then I see the alien creature. So when I saw it, it was a tall, skinny, lengthy creature. He was a gray, greenish color. And when I looked at it in the eyes, my body just froze. Like the same way, the same experience as having sleep paralysis. Keep in mind, I'm staring at him, and I look at his whole body, and he has a weird-looking feet and a big face and eyes, and you can see
0: a big mouth. Again, a little, little prejudicial, a little on the mean side there. But okay, we'll, we'll let that slide.
10: And... And I I could hear his loud deep breathing and I could see his stomach moving. He would just stare at me, seconds later I could start moving again. Yep. And I start running towards the house. That's when I call nine one one and here's a nine one one call. There's like an eight foot person beside it and another one's inside and it has big eyes and looking at us
9: and it's still there. Okay, where is this on your property? Uh, in my backyard. I swear to God, this is not a joke, this is actually weird, you're so terrified of it. So there's two people, or two subjects that are in your backyard? Correct, and they're very large. They're okay. like eight foot, nine feet, ten foot, I don't know, they're, they look like, they look like aliens to us. Big eyes, they have big eyes, okay. like, like, I can't explain it, and big mouth. They're shiny eyes and, and they're not human, they're 100% they're not human
10: okay I'm waiting for the police to come and you could hear footsteps in the backyard area and a loud whispering like you could hear whisperings. We were in, we were in the living room area and you could hear you could hear footsteps on the roof so we waited a little bit for the police when they arrived they told me what I told them what I saw and they were kind of freaked out. Here's the body cam of the officer. And now it's more than an hour
0: after that. This kid's done a really good job of, uh, like, tying all this together, timeline. He's just nailing it. Again, here's his family. They're all in the front yard. and, And he's just, this does not come off like we're all of a sudden, you know, Trying to glory seek and in in you know uh, make all kind of money. They're they're not getting rich off this. They're not. I don't see how they're benefiting from this in any way, shape, or form.
10: See Bright it? light. Um,
4: Officers meeting it? up with the caller yeah, and his family.
5: What'd you see? It was like a it was like a big creature. A big creature? Yeah, like a long, testing top. I'm not going to BS you guys. One of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky too, so that's yeah. why I'm kind of curious. Right, Did you yeah, see yeah. anything see. in your backyard? Or they see like a big. That's what they say. They
9: like a, big, uh, like a big
5: something with light. What I saw right now, I do believe in it. Police that, walk
4: that, into yeah, the yeah, backyard so to I mean, investigate,
10: but Metro... So. Be- so they went in the backyard and one of the officers pointed at the floor. And it was a perfect circle. Here's a photo of the circle I'm referring to.
0: So this is where I guess it landed. And it's a perfect circle. And I mean, this is a rock, um, like a rock type, it's loose. It's like a loose rock that you would just put down in an area uh, to have um, maybe store your equipment in, this type of thing. But you can tell that this perfect circle, as he's describing, and I don't know if it's, I I think they have an overhead view and it does look like a perfect, and from this angle it doesn't, but from an overhead view I think it is perfectly circular. Which again, that is weird. It does look like it is a pretty, it would take a pretty good amount of weight to make this impression in this uh, area, okay? I mean, you'd have to make up, I guess, your own mind, but to me, it would look like, yeah, that w- it would take a, a good amount of weight to make that impression.
10: Keep in mind, two officers came in my house and one of them started running to his car, driving around the neighborhood, asking passing cars that they saw light. What's clear, they're taking this call seriously.
5: Hey, this might sound like a really dumb question, but did you guys see anything fall out of the sky? Asking others what they saw. Uh, I would normally discount it as nothing. However, um, seeing as one of my partners said they saw it too, only reason I'm actually investigating it further. Goosebumps are freaking
10: out. He started investigating that he told me his partner, she saw a light falling from the sky. He told me he believes me because her partner reported that she saw the same light as me. Now we're walking the front yard. Then the other officer came here. Here's a video of him talking to my family.
5: If those those nine-foot beings come back, don't call us, all right? Deal with it yourself. (laughs) I ain't dealing with that.
10: (laughs) So moments before they left, one of the officers told me, if I see the thing again, to don't call him, just shoot him and you can hear in the video here's the video
5: if those nine foot beings come back don't call us all right deal with it yourself i ain't dealing with that
10: (laughs) so they left and we went inside the house and we started praying as we're praying you can hear a loud human like scream in the backyard wow this is what happened to me on may 1st 2023 i hope you guys kind of understand what happened to me i know it's hard to believe but i saw what i saw and it's kind of going viral. That's why I'm here to explain the story. I did an interview with journalist Doc Papa. I'm going to put his video in the description.
0: Oh, okay. So I guess there's a... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Let's see here. Yeah, I think there's a link here to that. Um, anyway, let's go further.
10: I'm going to make a part two of the stuff that happened after May 1st. And thank you for watching the video. Okay.
0: Um, so, yeah. Not really getting the impression that somebody's trying to glory seek here and, you know, whatever. Let me just... Yeah, he's only got the part one up at this point. He's literally only got one video and that's just that one that he made. It's not like he's been up there trying to break into YouTube and <laughs> for, you know, tons and tons of time here. All right, so we have that and i'm not even gonna they did the the las vegas did another report it's um i don't know about another four to five minute video there and it's entitled 100 percent they're not human witnesses detail alleged alien encounter in las vegas okay so it's just the same news team you heard originally just kind of Trying to reiterate and go a little bit further with it. They've got George Knapp in there and, and that type of research. It's, it's kind of just rehashing all the stuff that we we already... I'm going to leave it in here if you want to watch that. Okay. So, um, let's go further. Okay, so a couple more reports here. Um, Which A witch publishes a Washington Post piece claiming dangerous Christians are harassing Wiccan festivals. The witch, Star Ravenhawk, claims Christians see themselves at war with her fellow witches. Fair enough. According to 1 John 3, 8, though, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, Jesus Christ, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So this was a gigantic reason the Son of God came here. The Washington Post article published an article from religion and witchcraft journalist Heather Green detailing how aggressive and even dangerous Christian po- protesters have been harassing gatherings of witches and Wiccans across the United States this year so again this is all part of the the mass demonization of Christians and and they're they're persecuting the poor witches and warlocks that are literally doing death curses and and all kind of wicked things to us either overtly or in you know their witchcraft ceremonies to try to kill us okay but evidently they're the ones being persecuted in her piece green who authored books about witchcraft including her latest lights camera witchcraft a critical history of witches in american film and television wrote about these unwelcome guests that have been annoying witchcraft groups since the pandemic's restrictions have ended As widespread immunity and milder coronavirus strains have spread across the United States, pagans and witches like their neighbors have begun to gather more freely this summer at an annual community events after two years of relative isolation. So have some unwelcome guests, she reported. Describing these Christians as a nuisance to witches and occultists just trying to have their fun, she continued that, quote, street preachers and Christian protesters have been a long fixture of earth-based religions, religious gatherings. And as they try to distract and deter people from enjoying what would other what would typically be an outdoor festival and ritual gatherings. Though it's worse this year, Green added, but this year some attendees say that these opponents of witchcraft and paganism have become more aggressive and even dangerous. The author quoted Star Ravenhawk, an elder and priestess of the New York City Wiccan Family Temple and organizer of Witches Fest USA, who observed 30 evangelists this year outside her July festival. Well, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Ravenhawk mentioned to Green that seeing the occasional Christian disruptor at these events was routine, but now, quote, the groups that have appeared this year aren't just protesting. She added, they're collectively at war with us. Well, you're collectively at war with us, for sure, 100%, according to their own (laughs) belief systems. Um, She said... They're collectively at war with us. They made that clear. You know, well, Jesus Christ came to destroy the works of the devil. And um, in the Old Testament, the Bible says, "I will, thou shall not suffer a witch to live. So in the Old Testament, you would take them out and kill them. Okay, why? Because it defiled the land, just like child sacrifice, we have today's abortion, and Men with men, women with women, and bestiality. Those are things, these are almost a special classification of sin that literally defile and bring curses on the land. Witchcraft is another one of those things that does that. Okay, now I understand sin's all bad, but there are particular types of sin that really, really, really defile the land. And this is why Satan wants wants as much of that going on as possible. Because it brings a curse on the land and it affects everyone in a very negative way okay so we are at war with that 100 percent. you know um i'm at war with evil the fear of the lord is to hate evil that's what the bible says okay pray to god if it be possible their souls be saved you know um and even a lot of the prayers we've said in the past that's reiterated in the prayers okay but i also pray they do not prosper in wickedness So that they can commit more wickedness and further embolden themselves, you know, to defile humanity and to defile children and these types of things. Um, The Bible says, but God shall shoot at them with an arrow um, regarding um, Psalm 64. And suddenly shall they be wounded, so they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. And this is regarding the wicked. All that see them shall flee away, meaning the fear of God will fall upon them. And all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God. So that's good because when wickedness is judged, men will fear, fear of God, and shall declare the work of God. For they shall wisely consider of his doing, meaning God's doing. And the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him and all the upright in heart shall glory. So good things happen when God judges wickedness. Okay, so then it goes on to say, describing their war tactics, Ravenhawk said the evangelists and street preachers walk through Witches Fest, which is one of their, you know, festivities or whatever, holding up signs and preaching through amplifiers. By the end of the day, their presence has caused class cancellations and vendor closings. Well, I gotta, I gotta believe what's causing the class cancellations and the vendor closings is the people praying during it primarily you know in breaking the witchcraft that's been done over those places and disrupting it from a spiritual standpoint okay that's what i believe as green reported these wiccans and witches don't have formal networks of houses of worship and living far from fellow practitioners yeah some of them are what they call solitaries there's there's witches that practice in covens which are 13 witches and that's one way. And then there's others that are like lone wolves, and they're called solitary practitioners. Now they might be practicing white, gray, black. It's all wicked, okay? And they're saying that's what she's talking about here, For, formal networks of houses. and They don't have formal networks of houses of worship, and, and that's probably coming. I mean, that's probably coming where they're going to have, you know, big churches filled with people practicing witchcraft. Um, and they also live far from fellow practitioners so they depend heavily on assemblies with such names as pagan pride yeah okay God detests anything regarding pride in pagan prides even that's just really rich and between the worlds that's one of the other I don't know carnivals they have to share information and camaraderie among witches So, yeah, um, I wanted just to kind of report upon that. That's all I've got for today. I mean, I've got a lot of other things, but I would have to shift gears majorly, and I'm going to be out of time here uh, pretty soon. So, uh, God bless you. Lord willing, we will see you in the next audio, and we will see you soon.